This is Pep Talks. I just remember thinking to myself, I love that Queen Latifah is a lesbian in this movie. A weekly interactive show where I cover hot topics and issues of the day. I might have heard it and I just wasn't listening, I guess. I didn't think it, it affected me. This season, I'm watching legendary classic black movies with some of my favorite and closest celebrity friends. And then we're going to discuss them live with all of you. So get ready, throw on your favorite PJs, and let's dish on these movies. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Pep Talks, the interactive weekly show which covers hot topics and notable black cinema throughout history. Each week, I go live with you on my Twitch right here, uh, and I invite you to throw on your PJs, your mud mask, get a bowl of popcorn and a glass of red wine if you are of drinking age, and uh, get comfy as me and my celebrity guests dish our takes on the movies, drama, and our favorite trends and products. This week is a special show, uh, and every single week we celebrate all the things that I love. That's black cinema, movie, movies and black cinema, and uh, makeup, hello, <laughs> and culture. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I, <laughs> I'll be in the comments throughout the show, by the way. I'm going to be looking down my phone. I'll be in the comments, checking out. It was because of you in the comments that let me know uh, that we had an audio issue. So if you're joining us now, thank you so much for rejoining us again. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I think well, there might be a little bit of a, um, there still might be some audio issues, but we're just going to get through it to get the show to you. And so just try to bear with it if you can. Uh, and if you do have a problem, maybe try refreshing as well. Uh, and we can get, you know, so you can hear all the hot gossip that we are gonna be delivering to you. Um, and then don't forget to go after the show on over to my Patreon for the pre-show antics that Bob and Alexis Michelle, my special celebrity guests, have delivered uh, for a you that we will redo. <laughs> um, so today's guests, of course, are Bob and Alexis, my two sisters from RuPaul Drag Race. And the movie that we are gonna be talking about is Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit. Uh, but before we get into that, my pet peeve, I did have a pet peeve, but I'm going to talk about, <laughs> and we're going to do this a bit further in the show, I just discovered Fleet. And when I say I just discovered Fleet, I'm talking about fleeting uh, on Twitter. It's brain, I guess it's like Twitter ver Twitter's versions of uh, stories, which is cool, I guess. Um, you know, it's so weird. All these different platforms are just becoming the same. But that straight up is the name of a very tried and true trusted brand of enema that many folks who like to use an enema use. <laughs> so I can't say I'm going to be fleeting <laughs> with this with the straight face. I'll get into that later because I definitely want to talk about that with my guests. Um, and by the way, uh, it is time for our show. Let's welcome the fabulous Alexis Michelle and Bob Vadra Queen. Hey. Hi. Hi, Queen. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Bob is joining us from Los Angeles, right? LA. And Alexis is joining us from New York City. East side. <laughs> East side. Um, before we begin, please tell everyone your pronouns, please. 
Bob the drag queen, she, her, hers, he, him, his, his. Ow. Shell, uh, she, her, uh, when I'm dressed for my living room, and uh, <laughs> it's when I'm not. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Does that, is that a thing in your house? You can't even say your own drag name because you're a robot. It's a problem. <laughs> Have you thought about changing your name to Siri Michelle? Or maybe <laughs> maybe Google Michelle. Okay, Google Michelle. Okay. Yes, and, and I, I've also thought about changing my whole brand to speaking in the butch Australian accent that my Siri speaks to me in. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, please check the link in the description or my Twitch profile to leave a tip to support the pro the production of this show. Uh, this show is free to watch, but it is not free to put on. And um, we appreciate you donating by hitting the tip button so that we can bring you the best every single week. And the two folks behind the scenes are Mitch and Rafe. I don't want to surprise. Maybe we'll bring them on camera later on. But everyone in the comments, say hi to Mitch and Rave. Hi. I'm up in the comments, too. So when you see me looking down, I'm looking at the comments. I'm watching you. Okay, so I want to know right off the bat, Alexis, who, how, I didn't know this until way after I met both of y'all. So I, this is for both y'all. Do you, who, do, do <laughs> you have, I know the answer is yes. Yes, you do. Tell us who your drag children are and how many you have. Because I'm, Thoroughly never understanding how many nieces and nephews I have. Um, so my very first drag child uh, is the one and only beautiful, talented, amazing starlet herself, Jan Sport. Mm -hmm. And um, my other daughter uh, is named Demi Jolato. Well, Demi Jolato. But do you remember we shared a drag child because at one point, Honey uh, Little Bronx was your drag daughter. And then uh, social services came in and then delivered her to me. <laughs> Do you remember this? Here's the thing. Having never had a drag mother myself, I never knew that, like, the rule was if you paint someone, they're your child. So I've painted far too many people to be my children, trust. Queen I, of painting. Queen of painting. I am not interested in having that many children. I do not claim that many children. So... Um, <laughs> Yes, I put Honey LeBronx in drag the first time or two, but uh, that is, uh, you know, I never birthed her. That ain't my child. Is, I don't know that child. Do the, do the children claim you? Uh, there <laughs> are some people who I've painted who like to call me, you know, who refer to me as mom, and I'm like, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments, too, by the way. Are uh, you, the comments are, are lighting up. Yeah, I have, um, you know, Miss Cracker, um, Honey Bronx, Ray Scandalo, De La Verga, Lily Heavenly, are my, uh, Judy Darling, Alfresia are my drag babies. We are a multicultural uh, family, uh, and all my drag kids are older than me. <laughs> so, with all of those drag children, how come I got the wide hips? <laughs> Okay, on that note, toilet paper, over or under? I know this is like an age-old question, but now I'm thoroughly interested in, in the answer. What's the question? Toilet paper, are you an over girl or under girl? Well, I'm not a sociopath, over. 
I'm I don't I'm even, not a monster. I don't even you get don't know. What do you mean, when you put the toilet paper on the roll on does the hang like this? Or does it hang like this? Over. 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 Thought, okay, okay. Like, how do you like <laughs> No, you're still on the fleet. You're still on the fleet conversation, girl. I'm always on the fleet conversation. <laughs> What is the first thing you plan on doing in 2021, given a likely impending winter lockdown? What was the first thing I'm planning on doing in lockdown? No, in, in the new year, right after New Year's. Like, what is it that you can't wait to do? Oh, I mean, I don't know that I have, like, big... I think my dreams of getting out of lockdown have, like, just fizzled into, <laughs> like... I can't even envision a life where we can go do stuff again. Like, I don't even know what that looks like. I'm, I'm with you, Bob. I'm sort of trying to monitor and let go of those expectations <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed. I mean, at this point, like, if I can find a hibernation bug, you'll take it. <laughs> I, I think she disappeared. But yeah, girl, it's just like, girl, I'm, you know, you know, I'm just going to take what I can get at this point. Like, a show with five people? Sure. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not totally ready for, um, I, I know now that I'm not ready for leaving lockdown, because it's going to take, what took me six months to create. It's but if not, six, my, uh, can you hear me, Pat? Yeah. Now we hear you. <laughs> Did I freeze? Did you freeze? <laughs> you froze. Y'all, this is this is usually not like this, but I can hear you, Alexis. Can you hear me okay. now? Yeah, yep. And I'm and everybody's moving. It. I said I'm. I'd. I said I'd like to find a hibernation buddy in my mac and cheese. And I just saw all your expressions were like this. <laughs> they didn't change at all. <laughs> wow. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, Alexis, what was going through your mind when we had to do the cheerleading challenge at RuPaul on RuPaul's Drag Race? When we when we had when we started it. Tell the truth. When we started to practice or when we started to perform it for the cameras? Not the performance, the mother stuck in rehearsal. <laughs> I really was like, really? Really? <laughs> I, I, I have to do all this? All this on on my my first episode of Drag Race, really? I mean, I guess it was the second technically, but still. it was the second technically, but yeah. <laughs> um, everyone, by the way, everyone's saying like Bob's not paying. I'm reading the comments. I'm not. Everyone's like Bob's not paying attention. I'm reading the comments. Me too. I'm reading the comments, and they're right here. Do not worry, um, uh, Bob. I have a question for you. Why on earth would? Why on earth? And well, we're going to talk about this. Hold up. No, let me finish my thought, and then I'll finish the question. Because uh, wh we're going to talk about this more on Friday, okay? Because I got a lot to say. Why on earth would you respond to Candace Owens? Oh. About well, it, Harry's oh, well, whatever. I can't remember what she said, but I remember thinking this is like, oh, what was she? Oh. It was her toxic masculinity thing. We want men who act like men and blah, blah, blah. And no great society needs, we all need men. Like, you're ignoring all the things. I don't know. She just drives me crazy. And I was like, I'm not about to let this shit fly 
without me saying some some. You know what I mean? We're gonna double drag her on Friday. Are you ready? Well, are we doing a thing with Candace Owens? <laughs> no, we're not. But we're doing a thing together on Friday. Oh, work. I was I was like, what do we have with Candace Owens? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, I I said something today, Pep. I just felt like it's so. It's so irresponsible and dangerous for her to continually use her platform to spread hatred and bigotry that I wasn't about to like, I wasn't about to, uh, you know, retweet it with a comment. I just commented on her tweet because I was like, I'm not going to give any extra audience to this nonsense, but I am going to call it out for the ugliness that it is. And, you know, in my tweet, I was like, I'm sad for you, for whatever happened to you that ha- has you being such a self-loathing person, because there's no other explanation to me of why she could be the way yeah. she is. And and I, I, I acknowledge that probably a deep part of her self-loathing has to do with the deep-seated and like horribly systemic racism that she's probably endured as a person mm-hmm. of color in this country, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it an excuse for being hateful. There's nothing to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 tired and it makes me sick. And Bob and I are going to be talking about it on Friday on my YouTube. Um, in the meantime, um, um, here's a comment from. This is directed at you, Alexis. From um, Sleepiest Dog says, "Why uh, why didn't they tell us it was the Say Something Hat Day? I know. I mean, uh, the. I mean, I guess I'm wearing a." A hat. We're all wearing hats. We're all okay. wearing something. We're hat. all wearing. We're, yeah, yeah. We're all wearing something on our head. So it's a say something hat day. Absolutely. Mine is very much. I just woke up, like, or I'm, or I'm getting ready for a date. That's what it. That's what mine's saying. Mine says my outfit is lazy, but I'm gonna spice it up with a wide brim hat. So you think I'm stylish? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Alexis? Mine says... Yours just get ready for an inauguration. No, mine <laughs> says, come, come come, sit at my table. It does, it does. Come eat all. Alexis says, congratulations, President Barack Obama. My name is Aretha Franklin, and I am at your inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got the comments up too now. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm, uh, we... I have because there's two folks, we have to move the show along. We have a huge show planned for you. Uh, but uh, head over to my Patreon. So if you'd like to see me and Bob and Alexis talk about uh, Bob moving and unpacking Alexis's hat story, uh, where this hat came from, what kind of drag queens Bob and Alexis are, and uh, what we all wished was, wasn't cut from Drag Race. Wait, and can also, I ask a question? It, yeah. Is this tip jar real time? Like, does your face fall in every time it's going yeah, tip? Yeah. Or is it, uh, it, or is it not, yes, it is. And it's a live show. Uh, <laughs> well, I, oh, my God. I know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and we also talk about dating apps, questions that we never want to hear, uh, nudes, whether we want them or not, and what we are into. And people recognize us, like, spooking us on the street or on the dating apps. Um, so head over to the Patreon and get that. We got some questions that some of the Patreon users um, have submitted, and I'm going to ask them to you ladies right now. Uh, what uh, Cheesy Cheese wants to know, 
what is your favorite drag race challenge, not from your season, just in general, uh, that you think you would slay, both of you? I mean, I want to do the uh, the final rap. Mm. Like, I want to be in the final, like, performance where Tadric Hall comes in and choreographs and we all dance and we write a rap song. I never got, we didn't do that on, my season was the last season to do a music video. I would have loved to do a singing challenge. We didn't do a singing challenge on season nine, but um, the first one that popped in my head was the bridal challenge, um, the bridal oh. runway from season two, right? Season two? Uh, season two. Yeah, it was season two, yeah. Season two. I, I love a wedding, honey. Not like I could would know which season anything was, because you know I don't barely <laughs> It was Drag Race. He was on it. Come on, BB <laughs> Trey. By the way, I want to give a shout out to my homegirl, Trace Lissette. She's watching and she'll be a guest on the show coming up in like two weeks, I think, or in a few weeks. Hey, Trace. Um, she's here. She's about to sign into the comments and light us up. Uh, <laughs> Jesse asks, uh, love all you queens. This question is a group effort. If you could remake Sister Act 2 with only two drag queens, who would be your cast? What? Oh, wait. Sorry. No, no. If you could re remake Sister Act 2 with only drag queens, who would be in the cast? That's the I was like, I was like, not drag two queens. drag queens playing all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you, who should be in it? I mean, I would, couple, put, like, I would I, put Lauren I, Hill as uh, Lauren Hill is going to be replaced with um, uh, Shea Coulee. I'm going to be Whoopi Goldberg's character. I'm going to have. Alexis playing Kathy and Jimmy's role. I'm going to have who's the little mouse? Oh, Blair St. Clair is the one who goes, I love you know the 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 the, yeah, the one yeah. with the bangs. Blair St. Clair is the one with the bangs. Um the old one is gonna be uh Charlie Hyde. <laughs> Alma, check your battery. <laughs> what about you, Alexis? Well, yeah, I mean I I literally no one else could play Sister Mary Clarence besides Bob. Um, that's really the the centerpiece of it all. And wait, are we casting Sister Act two or Sister Act? Because they said they said they they asked Sister Act two, but I think you could cast either. Well, if we're talking about Sister Act two, um, I would love to see Pap. I'd love to see you take on um, Cheryl Lee Ralph's iconic stern mother, Taskmaster. Oh, yeah, right. I could, I could play her. Yeah, yeah. I can do her. Watch out. And I think, um, <laughs> I think because, you know, she's such a stan of all things from the UK, I think Michelle Visage should play Maggie Smith's role. <laughs> oh, totally. She Word. really is. She's morphing into a, into a Brit. <laughs> Mother Superior. <laughs> and I love it. Mother um, Superior. Uh, Amber Soto from, from Patreon asks, thank you all for doing this. My questions are, what movie always... Makes what movie always makes you cry, and what is your favorite Lauren Hill song? Oh my gosh, go ahead. What movie always makes me cry? I don't know that I always cry. Like, I, I'll get one good cry. I think the movie that made me cry the hardest when I was younger was probably The Lion King. I cried really hard during The Lion King when mm -hmm. uh, when he, when Mufasa was killed. Spoiler alert. Um, and <laughs> Twenty-seven years later, and I cried really hard. Um, not a not a movie, but I cried really hard during um, uh, when they see us. I think the hardest cry I've had in a show 
in a long time was watching When They See Us on Netflix. That fucked my shit up. It, yeah, I mean, God, what movie? There's two, there, uh, yeah. There's Go a ahead, lot Alexa, sorry. Yeah, cry. there's a lot of movies that make you cry. That's a hard one. Uh, the first movie that made me cry, speaking of Whoopi Goldberg, was The Color Purple when I was a kid. Okay, no doubt. And the, the movie that probably, like, wrecks me the hardest is Imitation of Life, starring Miss Lana Turner. That Did y'all realize that we just named two Whoopi movies? Did y'all realize that? Yeah. Um, and, um... And which Lauren is there a Lauren Hill song? Well, just Wait, the, Bob, did you say a Lauren Hill song? No, but I love. I mean, the Mr. Education Lauren Hill is one of the best albums of all time, and I think my favorite song from it. The whole is X, is maybe X Factor. You can't pick a song; you have to listen to the whole album in its entirety every time you listen. Um, okay, so my uh, uh, okay, there's lots of so- movies that make me cry, but th- I mean, I cry. I actually don't like watching movies that I can't cry at. <laughs> uh, but my a movie that always makes me cry that's not necessarily um, like a political movie right off that. It's more, it's definitely a romance. Um, which which is like, I guess, a departure for me because I like those like, you know, r- r- um, historically accurate movies. Um, is, uh, I just watched it not that long ago and I like, Wretch. I'm like, I heave and not wretch. That's throwing up. I heave and I'm I heave and I ho. Um, is uh, the bridges of Madison County? Really? I cry so deeply at that in that movie because these two people love each other so much, and you can feel it. It's Clint Eastwood. That's what makes me wretch. And um, <laughs> and Meryl Street. But the the it's it, Meryl carries the movie. I'm so sorry if anybody, but the writing is beautiful and the story is beautiful. It's about two folks. Um, I can't say it's unrequited love because they actually have a, an affair, uh, but then they can't stay together in the end. And the pain of that is just so palpable. And they have to. You see them separate. Yeah. it's it's too much. Um, to be honest, that's how I cry when I watch The Hangover. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a 60-second break for all of you that are not, uh, all, are not what, Mitch? For, we're going to take a 60-second commercial break. And if you are, anybody who's not a Twitch subscriber, you don't get to hear what my uh, favorite Lauren Hill song is. And if you are a Twitch subscriber, then just stay right there. Here comes the commercial break for, for people who are not Twitch subscribers. Go. Okay, so my favorite uh, Lauren Hill song uh, that is not listed because it's track 17. It's like a hidden track. I don't know what the name of it is, uh, but it's the hidden track at the very end of the um, uh, the album. My world, it moves so fast today. Uh, it's like, a, it's, a, it's just her and a piano. It's is it from The Miseducation? Is it The Miseducation? No, The Miseducation. Well, here, let me hear it. Oh. It is, is it the miseducation. No, no, no. Why is it in that? It, Wait. They can still hear you. No, that the Twitch subscribers, I guess, can. But it doesn't matter. Whoever. Uh, yes, it is the mis- it's the miseducation. That's my favorite song on the album. But my second favorite song on the album is um, "Forgive Them, Father," uh, with Mary J. Blige. It's just such a beautiful duet. 
anyway, that's my that's my Lauren Hill moment. Um, how do we? Are we back on commercial yet? Okay, sounds good. We are back from commercial. Thank you so much. We have a couple, two more questions left, and I'm going to try to speed through them. Kevin Moore asks, are y'all here for a Sister Act 3 reboot? I was going to ask this question later on in the show. Uh, thanks, Kevin, for stealing my fondo. Uh, but are y'all here for a Sister Act 3? I he, Kevin says a reboot or whatever, but I think there hasn't been a reboot of... They haven't done Sister Act three before, so are you here for Sister Act no, three? I think apparently they've announced that there is that they're like working on something. Yeah, like, we'll hinted that they're working at yeah, something. Just, yeah, are you are you ready for it? I don't think it's a. I don't think it's Sister Act three. I think it's a it's a reboot, right? Oh, that's why Kevin said a reboot or whatever this thing is going to be. I don't want to see. To be honest, I don't think I want to see anyone else play that role. Like, I it needs to be. For me, I still want to see Whoopi. I don't think Whoopi's aged out of being Sister Mary Clarence. I I certainly don't want to see anybody else except Whoopi or really any of the other iconic players, um, you know, replaced. But I also am just like, God, can't we just make something new? Why do we have to, like, revisit our sacred material? These movies, Sister Act, Sister Act 2, are so sacred, just... Fucking let them be in their fabulousness as they are. Well, I don't agree with that because some, sometimes stuff gets redone and it's really good. Like, I, like I was watching um, example. I, I think I was watching the 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 two thousand three version of of Mice and Men, and I remember thinking, oh my god, this is brilliant! Like, this is such a great rendition of of Mice and Men. I think it's better than the original. And I know some folks are like, you can't shave that. You can't shave something better than the original. But wait, this, what's that? What's that? What's that um, accent or that application? Yes, you, you know, old folks who man, you <laughs> can't shave that. Um, and I just, I was like, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. They're, they're redoing Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop is one of my all-time favorite movies. But if they if they go off, then I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, I think there's a difference between doing a remake of something that was done like when movies were invented and then doing a remake of something that is not that like less than 20 years old that are still, you know, it's still in pop culture. Like the more recent things are still feel like they're kind of floating around in pop culture. Well, you also, know, case in point, did we need this new witches? Well, I will say this for, let me put this for example. Wait, if the, the witches? witches with, oh, oh well, we didn't. If, I would say this though, if they want, if, if somewhere down the line someone's like, you know what, we need to do cats over, you're allowed to. <laughs> okay, cats was so bad. Oh, that one? Okay, yeah, I'll take a couple more remakes. <laughs> That's sort of like some. I'll take like, one next year. I'll take a new version of Cats. About the, if we can squeeze it in before 2021 gets here, I'll, it'll be better. <laughs> That's sort of like when somebody bombs somebody on Snatch Game. You can totally redo them. But if someone has done someone well on Snatch Game, why don't you, like, move on, right? Yeah. Well, I, I would say Pandora did a good Carol Channing, but I was like, I'm still doing it. That's true. And and that went okay fair, for you. And that, and that you was not a bad no, move. No, you didn't. You didn't just commit to Carol Channing. You also, you did. So. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, like, you didn't just, you didn't just pick, Carol and run with Carol. And so the point is, 
I don't think I'm ready for a, a remake of Sister Act. I would like to see people together for like, you know, um, for just to reminisce and everything. That's nice. I think these little um, like Zoom style readings that they've been doing have been have been cute. You know, instead of seeing a complete redo. Um, and Trace Lissette asks, are y'all here for a Set It Off remake, which apparently is in the works. I didn't even know that. I think Bob would say yes, because Bob hated. Wait, no, Bob loved, Bob loved Set It Off. Yeah, I are love you set it off. Are, are set it off remake. Yeah, but who's gonna play Queen Latifah's role? Like she was so know. good. Oh, she was so good. Uh, we have to we, go, keep it moving. It's only an hour show, and I don't want to end. We're out of time already. Uh, Nelson Depina asked. I think we can all agree that someone from the queer community should be given the chance to audition for any role that they want to. But what are your your views on straight people being given the opportunity to audition for a queer role? Wait, say, ask that question one more time. What's Do you think straight what? folks play gay folks? Straight should well, play I'm, gay. Straight I was actor. Into, I was trying to trick you into reading the question the exact same way so I can make a joke. Um, <laughs> I wanted you to say, what's your opinion on straight people? Get rid of them. Um, that's all I was trying to say. Um, should straight people be able to be allowed to play gay roles? The, the short, the very, very short answer is sure. Um, the long answer is, I think that the role will probably be more nuanced and understood by a good queer actor. I, For me, this is a really hot-button issue. I come from an acting background. Being on stage is what I always wanted to do first and foremost. And I really think, you know, I think, you know, if we're talking about members of our community and how they're represented in, you know, on stage, on film, whatever... I think that there's something particular about, particularly important about having more trans representation for trans roles. But when it comes to gay, straight, queer, I think it is 100% within a qualified actor's, a talented actor's wheelhouse to play that part with nuance. I think well, I don't necessarily like. For example, I I I don't. I would not want to take back uh, Wesley Snipes' performance in Tuong Fu. I thought it was really great. I remember watching and thinking to myself, he looks like like he really acts like Princess Deandra from from New York City. I want to like, know what y'all think in the comments. If you're in the comments, let us know what you think about this. Is a a, a controversial topic that is not going away. Here's so, the thing. Um, well, I, if you, I, mean, you want to I want to say, I want to say thank of, you very um, much. Thank you, thank you very much to Spearmint for the ten dollar tip. Go ahead, Alexis. And I don't want to take back Eric McCormick's performance in Will and Grace. I thought that okay. he did a really Alexis, good job in that show. Wait, Alexis, respond. If you, if you say that uh, queer roles should be played by queer people, then that suggests that like us as queer actors can't play heterosexual roles, and I think that's ridiculous too. I think that there should not be a definition of like who plays what based on sexual orientation. I think it should be about can you deliver the role the best? Period. Well, I don't think that I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't think that saying queer people should play queer roles suggests that queer people can't play straight roles. Um, I think that that suggests that a lot of queer people have had a moment in their life for who knows how long, depending on who they are, where they did have to play straight and a lot more convincingly than you would have to play on television if you wanted to make it out of wherever the hell you were um, with with any shred of 
uh, yourself intact. So I don't necessarily think that it says the same thing. And it's probably also about the fact that a lot of queer people have a hard time finding roles that are like there aren't a lot of queer characters written. Honey, the comments are lighting up. Carry on says straight people have been playing and telling our queer stories for so long and and being called brave for it, for better or for worse. When we when do we get some of that brave praise? That's what Carry on says. Andrew Condon says uh, it's important for gays to take these roles. Many many gay actors are passed up for straight actors. It's not like there's some shortage of gay actors. Uh, Prime Gaming Dev on Hunt <laughs> says, I think Heath Ledger is effing amazing in Brokeback Mountain. That's that. Uh, Ren Joseph says, trans actors should be in trans roles, but I think it's a great, I think a great ally could play a non-straight role. I really so, think, I mean, yes, I, I hear what you're saying, Bob, and I agree that there, because there are fewer opportunities that if you have a really fantastically talented and and queer person who's right for the role, it would give it that extra edge of authenticity. But I think that there are are there are fantastically talented, um, you know, hetero identifying actors who mm -hmm. can play who can play uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual with great sensitivity. I, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I will say this to whoever said in, in the comments, if you think that Heath Ledger in um, Brokeback Mountain was something, you should have seen Steven Spinella in Angels in America. Um, if you think that Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain was something, you should have seen I mean, the, uh, Zachary Quinto in um, The Boys in the Band. Like, if you think Heath Ledger was like, you should have seen people who are even close, like more closely attached to the material. I think a lot um, of people get moved more by the, you know, it's really difficult for us to, to separate being moved by the writing and the direction and the film itself, because that role itself w could have been a very moving mo movie and film and role and story, regardless of who played it, especially if someone who was queer played it. And so Heath Ledger, of course, I mean, this was the type of thing, and I think Heath Ledger gave a lovely performance. I think that he really committed to the role in a way that many other actors haven't, wouldn't, couldn't. Um, and so I don't want to, I don't mean to imply that he didn't do justice, but it the, the movie was already in, an emotionally charged movie and role. And so my opinion is, I do think that the goal is that any actor who's talented should be able to play anything. That's the goal. But right now we're in a situation where we, where Hollywood is interested in telling stories of marginalized communities. And it is appropriate, I guess, the question is, the real question is, do we have a, a social responsibility to contribute to the advancement of these these marginalized communities? Do we need, does everyone have to be invested in the fight for equality, for queer people, for people of color, for, for women and femme and people and women, female identifying people? What the hell? Um, <laughs> but he scares me, like he just, white people be scared, just creep around my house. Scaring and so, the, let me finish my point. And so, <laughs> fucking white people are scary. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. I won't finish my and, point. <laughs> okay, it's time to move on to the movie. It's time to move on. Okay, Bob, mute. It's time to move on to the movie, y'all. The movie of the day is Sister Act 2. <laughs> and here is the synopsis. I want to finish the show on time. Uh, in this sequel... 
Uh, Las Vegas performer Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg, is surprised by a visit from her nun friends, including Sister uh, Mary Patrick, uh, Kathy Najimy, and Sister Mary Lazarus, Mary Wicker Wicks. Uh, it appears Dolores... Okay, this is like the... the the long run. It appears Dolores is in need is needed in her nun guise as Sister Mary Clarence to help teach music to teens in troubled school in hopes of keeping the facility from closing at the hands of Mr. Crisp, uh, a callous administrator uh, played by James Coburn. Uh, he's a callous administrator. Can Dolores shape rowdy kids into a real choir? Let's watch Let's watch the. Let's watch the trailer. Hit it. Hey, y'all. Okay, so we have some very, think that was the trailer. We have some very exciting news here at Team Peppermint, by the way. Before we get into talking about the movie, we have added Discord to our Patreon membership. Uh, and this means that if you join Patreon, uh, this means that if you join Patreon, you'd be, you'd be supporting me and the production of Pep Talks and also gain access to a Patreon-only chat that's happening right now. It's not happening right now, but it'll be happening right now for every show. Uh, and also, um, you know, it's kind of like a viewing, like a private viewing party. And you have the ability to be a part of our virtual video chat audience which we affectionately call the candy dish. And so if you want to be a part of the candy dish on Patreon and chat it up with everyone, then go on over and join the Patreon and you will be able to jump into the chat. Um, and I think there's audio on there as well. So or, I'm not sure, but yeah, you can, it's, it's full service. It's full tea. Uh, okay. So there's the trailer. Um, Oh, I love the name. I love all the sweet names of all the stuff on your thing. Pep, the candy dish. Um, your sugar lumps are about to jump out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not with sugar lumps. Uh, okay, so ladies, Sister Act 2, overall thoughts. Alexis, go. This movie hits all the chords and all the notes. Oh, it, chord. it is, serves up nostalgia um, because the first movie was so beloved and it like revisits everything you loved about Sister Act One. But this is an, a rare example of a sequel that is either as good and many people would argue better than its original. Um, I'm, 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 a, I'm a sucker for the original as well. So I'm not gonna say like, oh, I much prefer it, but it is absolutely every bit as good, if not better than its original. So this movie hits all the chords and the music in it is so good because there's so many talented uh, musicians and singers in this film. Bob, overall. I mean, Sugar Egg, Sugar Egg, Sister Egg is one of those shows that is, <laughs> Sister Egg 2 is one of those movies that's better than the original. And I'm gonna flat out say it. Sister Egg is, both movies are brilliant, brilliant. Sister Egg 2 is incredible. This is like, I heard that, uh, what's that movie? The Godfather 2 won an Oscar? Bitch, this should have been the one to win the fucking Oscar. This is such a great fucking movie. Everything about it. Whoopi Goldberg is brilliant. Um, Lauren Hill, the, 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 the cast, the kids, the, the nuns, the, the chase at the end. She's running from people. The, the, the friars are running down with the breadstick. He locks them in the closet with bread. I mean, this movie has everything. This is one of the best movies it has of bread. all time. 
Oprah Winfrey would be so happy. That the- <laughs> I love Fred. I love Fred. I knew, uh, I knew okay. that, like, Bob, that this was your opinion, that, like, this movie is far better than the first. The, the one argument I would make is I feel that the stakes are so much higher in the first movie. Like, she's being yeah. chased, you know, with guns versus... Right. Well, that's, that, that's what I wanted to say. Like, overall, it's this from my history, from my childhood, I remember this is like one of... This is like one of, especially for teenagers or people that were young when the movie came out. Um, I think... This is like one of the great movies. It was so entertaining. Sister Act 2, so entertaining. It definitely seems like more kind of family fun than the first movie. Not that the first movie wasn't appropriate, but like you said, Alexis, it just had a few more adult themes and the stakes were so much higher. Like there was like, you know, life and death. Um, and in this movie, it they did, I think they took the same approach that you could take back in the early 90s where it's literally the same movie, same characters, same storyline, just switch it up a little bit and, you know, make it kind of fun. And, but it's the same movie. To me, it's the same movie. It, what's so weird looking at it now, it's like the the holes in it. And I know there's a suspension of disbelief, but like when the sisters come to Dolores, like her, her career is on top again. She's singing the music, she's back in the music mm-hmm. at the beginning of Sister Act 2. When the, when the nuns come to her and they're like, we need you to help with the school, they don't say anything about like these kids being bad or like it's going to be, cra-. they're just like, we just need you to help with the school. Well, so I think the reason why lied so, to her. I think the reason why she's so willing to do it is because they saved her life. Like these nuns literally saved Whoopi Goldberg's life. So she's like, I have a debt of gratitude to you. I will leave my hit mm-hmm. show and I will come and do this for you. And even though the stakes are not like life and death, a movie can still be exciting and you can still have tension because this church and this school is going to close. This inner city school, mm-hmm. even though it's a private school, is going to close. And it's like the last place that some of these kids have to go before they are entered back into the uh, San Francisco public school, um, whatever, system. And so that's why, like, it's like when you watch Bring It On, even though the stakes aren't life and death, you want one of these teams to win so badly because they've done a good job at making those stakes high. Even though it's not, it doesn't have to be as big as like Avengers. If if Thanos snaps his fingers, the entire universe is done. But for them kids in that school, that is their universe. I would I would argue that, that in Bring It On, the stakes are life or death. I would. <laughs> Um, but I, speaking of holes, Peppermint, can anybody explain to me, and maybe I missed it, when the nuns come and see her right at the top of the movie, uh-huh. and the guys manning the flies are, like, flying her all over the stage, why do they never explain, what, like, what, they were just having fun flying her around? What the hell? They never explain what happened there. Yeah, it's moments like notice- that that are kind of like, mm. Did anyone notice that uh uh what what's her name? The the, the woman that, that Shangela lives with in LA. Jennifer uh, Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. Lewis is just one of <laughs> one of the backup singers, yeah. <laughs> in both films. In both films. It, it's as the both question films. The yeah. asking, yes, my roommate is wearing pants. They're just the color of his creamy, creamy skin. Um you want to check? Is that okay? I'll take it. All right, sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Jules Caldwell, 
says, uh, that part breaks my heart. Uh, I'm, I'm checking the comments. Uh, that part breaks my heart, uh, breaks me down, not breaks my heart, breaks me down. The part that breaks me down is when Lauren Hill is singing at the piano, I sing because I'm happy. Uh, his, the song is, Jules, the song is the size on the sparrow. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really emotional part. Um, Izzy Ramos says, I just got a job after being laid off due to the BGG, due to BGG, the pandemic. Uh, but as soon as I'm financially stable, again, best believe I'm supporting y'all with all the tips I can. Thank you so much, Izzy, and, and good luck on the job search. Hopefully our uh, government will give us a little bit of stimulus if you're in this I, United States. I um, just got my stimulus check. You are lying. I'm not lying. I literally, I'm holding it. I just got my, like, I'm a, Are you, I just said stimulus check and you just got it? I'm not You are lying. Pep, this is a government check. I'm not going to show you all my information, but I just got $1,200 from the government. Wait, what? like the, a, a new one or your old one? The one the, that should have oh, come I before? Never, I never got the original. This, I finally got one. What is going on up in here? What's going on up in here? Isn't that crazy? I just said, hopefully we'll get a stimulus check and then you got it, one. That is so crazy. Okay, everybody be quiet. Everybody quiet. Hopefully we'll all get stimulus checks right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is the craziest. What is going on? Ouch, my chair's breaking. I, I don't get a stimulus check. My chair is breaking. Uh, <laughs> but you just said something else. But you said stimulus, and you you, you wasted that witch moment on a fucking stimulus check. Yeah. I could have just won uh, the lottery. I want to say thank you to Chris Mo Cassie. Sorry, Cassie Mosier uh, for uh, joining. Just joined Patreon like four minutes ago. Thanks, Cassie. Uh, how? Okay, here's another question. Um, I want to know. So, what is was the personal impact? of Sister Act 2 on your lives, on your lives. On your My life. mind is still blown. This is some witchcraft moment. Uh, I mean, for <laughs> me, Sister Act was seeing someone who looks like me, someone that I related to, someone who was funny, who didn't have eyebrows, um, who Hollywood like, would rag on her looks all the time, um, and seeing her thrive, seeing her really come out on top of all of this, and just make hit movie after hit movie, brilliant movie. The sequel is doing just as well in the box office. Like that is, it was inspiring to me to see someone like myself nailing it like that. For me, even though I was very lucky, very, very lucky to always have the support of my family pursuing performance, um, pursuing drag performance, that took a little time, but pursuing other forms of performance. I was very lucky to have that support, but any story about someone who wanted to perform, who was met with adversity from their surroundings or their family, always like hit a deep chord. And so that's the real sort of emotional impact this movie holds for me is seeing Lauren Hill's character and seeing Cheryl Lee Ralph's character and how they initially butt heads over her passion. And then in the end, there's this, coming together and acknowledgement of her her gift. You know what, I do think that this movie, and I'm just gonna say it again, I'm not hating on this movie because it was obviously it's a great movie and, and there's so many wonderful performances. I think the sum, excuse me. 
Uh, I think the parts are greater than the sum on this movie. The individual performances and things are what make the movie great. But as a whole, there's a lot of as a as a complete movie, there's a lot of holes in it that 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 don't really hold up as a regular movie. However, let me tell you, stop, Bob. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you one thing that I think if we if this movie were were not starring Whoopi Goldberg, or and 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 you know most of many of the people are stars now, but we're not necessarily stars then. Um, if this movie were not starring Whoopi Goldberg, then that's the piece that we probably would have wanted to zoom in on, Alexis, is that relationship between Lauren Hill and, you know, and Shirley Ralph. And, you know, kind of more, more about that. It felt a little glossed over given, it felt a little more glossed over so that we would have time for the music and seeing Whoopi Goldberg, because it really is a vehicle for Whoopi Goldberg and, 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 and people singing. Well, for me, I suppose that is one of my sort of like, if I have any complaint about the sequel, is that it is less Whoopi because of the time spent on the secondary oh. characters, which which are great. But for me, that's part of what I, I have a soft spot for the first movie is it's like all so much Whoopi, so much the nuns. You know what I mean? Does this movie hold any relevance to to anything happening today? Like, could could you make this movie today? Well, if I it weren't that, a Whoopi Goldberg sequel, I mean, just like from scratch. Well, I think I think you could. I mean, I think with the with Betsy DeVos ruining the education system in America, um, I don't think that it is. But also, you have to bear in mind too that it's, this is a private school; it's not a public school. So I I've never been to a private school. I've never even set foot on a private school once in my life. I don't know nothing about more private schools or Catholic schools or none of that, none <laughs> of that. Um, but I do think that the story about black kids wanting to pursue their passions and their parents not seeing it for them because all they can have is a worker bee mentality. I think that is relevant today. I I couldn't agree more. When I was when I was revisiting this film last night, I was really paying, you know, what really stuck out to me were some of the sort of like racial themes. And I think even though this is like such a, a classic 90s movie, this the yes. those themes are yes. so right now. So right and now. And because I, the film I agree is with you, so great. What, I, I what, say, I know this, guys, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What they were, I know one of the things that with that piece that you just said is is right on, and I think that's the piece that brings it into the twenty whatever we are twenty twenty twenty. God, get me out of here. Um, <laughs> I I I think that one of the things that wouldn't be happening today is they wouldn't have taken all these poor kids. I'm not saying that poor kids can't be of of a very diverse range, but one of the things that kind of Disneyfied it was they 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 took the teeth out of the poverty piece of the kids and the and the and the 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 sort of um the 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 disadvantaged child piece they took the teeth out of that story and I think the reality of that story and it was just like a bunch of different kids you know which is great that it was diverse but it was like in an odd way you know I know it was it was private school they did the same thing a movie that came out like a year before that that we watched last week was um, Baby Boy. And it was the same thing. Like, it was like, you know, you go into the the rough part of the school and and it's like, you know, it's just everybody. 
And in reality, it wouldn't necessarily be like that in a real high school. There would be, it would have been segregated in somewhere. It would have been, you know, if it was in a rough part of town, then in this country, then it's probably, you know, um, people that are way below the poverty level or people that are a certain, um, you know, income level and, and um, you know, folks who aren't white. <laughs> not yeah. saying that white folks are not in bad classes, or to have bad parts of their school. But I'm saying, like, it certainly wouldn't have been United Colors of Benetton up in there with rich kids and poor kids in the same class. Like, that just doesn't happen. You know, people have worked... If you want to hear more about that, I really highly recommend everyone go and listen to a podcast called Nice White Parents. It is a brilliant podcast um, about, literally, about this subject, about how white people influence schools. And because we're running late, I want to have a very lengthy discussion about... I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm uh, I'm looking at the comments right now. Trace Lissette says, well, first I'm going to go back. Wigs and Grace says, um, and this is back when our at our witchcraft moment, Wigs and Grace says, uh, come on, Pep, say hopefully COVID will be over. Say it right now. And I, I should have said that instead of looking to hopefully we'll all get money. Forgive me. That's why my chair broke. Bad karma. Um, and but You got me this check, though, so we're popping. Yeah. Trace Lissette says, um, make it with trans girls and a trans nun. Yes, honey, I'm down for that. Um, I don't know about uh, the Pope, if he'd be down for that. <laughs> uh, okay, so Alexis. Okay, we got to promote this right now. Um, I want you all to, uh, we're shining a little light on my two fabulous guests. Alexis Michelle, you can watch her on Dragnificent. Uh, you can go watch that on the TLC Go app right now. Uh, or you can buy it on Amazon. Hello. Uh, and keep eyes peeled for Dusty Ray Bottom's Christmas special. Uh, and follow Alexis everywhere on all socials. Alexis lives. Uh, and for Bob the Drag Queen, please go to Bob the Drag Queen's YouTube, which is Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, and you can watch Bob the Drag Queen live at Caroline's on iTunes. Uh, and just a another um, reminder about the show. Just another reminder, before the show, we talked about Bob moved and unpacking in Los Angeles. We're going to have to repack and come back to New York pretty soon. Uh, Alexis's hat story and how she made it, what kind of drag queens Bob and Alexis are, and what we all wished wasn't cut from drag race in our seasons. And of course, dating apps, do's and don'ts, questions that we never want to hear, uh, nudes, Aja's nudes, and <laughs> what we are into or not. Uh, and people recognizing us. Uh, if you want to watch, please head over to my Patreon where you can find other exclusive behind-the-scenes content, videos, and full episodes of Pep Talks. Yes, yes, yes. What were you going to say, Bob? No, oh, nothing. I was just I was reading the comments. Uh, I, I do want to say to K2RTU, I really appreciate the compliment, but if I were you, I would probably stop... Um, calling things your spirit animal if you're not um, a Native American. Yes. <laughs> Derma, okay, so on that note, um, it's now time for one of my favorite sections, uh, segments of the show. Oh, wait, oh, never mind. Um, segments of the show. Uh, it's our skincare and makeup segment. Uh, favorite product of the week. And I wanted to go with a, what has now become a classic for me. I am here to let everyone in this comments 
and you, Alexis, and you, Bob, know how much I love. I have not been paid. I have not. I purchased this product. I was given it for free for the first time, and I love it. It is Dermablend's Flawless Creator. This is a water-free, oil-free liquid foundation that has a unique, silky texture that provides weightless, full coverage and a natural finish. Formulated with only 10 ingredients, you get pigments at their purest. It goes, a little bit goes a long way. When I say a little bit goes a long way, I mean one drop, one drop will do your whole face. Now, I've tried to think about this and the best way to kind of demo this. I'm never going to be on camera with no makeup on. I've I've come to terms with Same. That. Yeah. <laughs> and so unfortunately, I'm not going to show you like what it looks like with no no makeup on, but I will show you how much coverage you can get out of one drop. Okay. I'm, and I'm, my lighting's not really set up the best for this, but um, here's one drop. Hold on, let me get it. Let me actually squeeze it into it. There we go. Okay. Here's one drop there. Let me screw it back on so I don't spill it because it's like gold. This is like one of those uh, when the, when the uh, magic bullet used to be like in just three, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you can drop. What? <laughs> but I'm gonna use a brush and buff it in. I should have just used my finger. I mean, you'll never. It's on my hand. You'll never be able to see it. It is. It. I, if I had a tattoo or something, I would show you. Listen. Trust me here. This. Okay. Let me just do my neck. I think in order to to show people, you need to put it on a white person. Put. Listen. Here's an idea. Take the black makeup, put it on a white person's face. Hear me out. <laughs> oh, wow. Pap, and then looks, immediately get canceled. That looks really good, Pep. I'm not even looking what I'm doing, but it does it give full good. coverage. Yeah. It covers, and I could keep building this up. It That was just one little drop. And let me tell you, it works. It is good for drag. Y'all know, I used to work behind a makeup counter. I'm, you know... I'm like, at least on the foundation, I'm like, okay, we want this. We all want coverage. This stuff covers. This stuff cover. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that is the product. It costs, I don't know how much it costs, Rafe. We, did, we, we never got the price, did we? Can you Google it real quick, Rafe? I want to tell people where they can get it and what it is. Um, you can go to dermablend.com on the website and check it out. And it usually costs. Okay. We just... Oh, we're playing prices right. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say that this costs $25.30. Alexis, what are you going to guess? $29.99. How much does Dermablend Flawless Creator cost? Here it is, $28. Blend Flawless Creator, $28. Not bad. Oh, $39. It's either 28 or 39. If you can get it on Ulta, oh yeah, it's usually it's usually $40. I'm sorry, but it's on sale <laughs> at um, Ulta Beauty and Skin Store and on the internet. Oh, everybody's selling it for, for $28. 
So go get some. Um, listen, uh, Alexis and Bob, y'all are absolutely amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining. And listen, folks, if you are just joining us, head over to my Patreon to see everything that you just missed, if you're just joining us now. And next week's guest is the fabulous Miss Aja. And next week's movie, hold on, here we go. Aja, I'm sorry, Aja and Dear, pardon me. And I think I said um, Baby Boy last week. I didn't. Um, it Who's was Deer? Deer is a fabulous um, personality on Twitch. And D E A R or D E E R? D E E R E. Okay, so the movie is, we're going to choose it right now. Here we go. Spin. Spin. You hear that? Is it backwards? It's Baby Boy. It's Baby Boy. The, the movie next week is a Baby Boy. So we will be watching that. Watch that tonight. Watch it tomorrow. Watch it this weekend so that you'll be ready for me, Aja, and Deer on this channel, on my Twitch. And um, yeah, that's all we have to say. That's it for this week, Sarah. I'm not gonna say too, on you can join me on my Twitch next week where I will be reviewing Aja, Milk, um, and um, uh, Dahlia Sin's OnlyFans. I'll be reviewing their OnlyFans. Uh, the Vixen will be looking at them and seeing how great they are. So join me over at... <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> Bye, guys. That I'm sounds done. like the start of Bob's OnlyFans. All right. <laughs> uh, Alexis and Bob, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I love you both. Y'all are the bomb. Everyone in the comments, thank you so much for leaving comments. Trace Lissette, big shout out. We can't wait to have you on the show uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. For now, that is Pep Talks. And I will see you over on my Patreon. Bye.